Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning. It is Monday, start of the week. It is Hometown Heroes. And I know we talked on Friday about um, talking about you know, misquoted Bible stories and things like that. But today I want to talk about something a little bit different. And that's the Disney princesses. And how with cancel culture, how we're trying to eliminate so much stuff that we hold near and dear to us. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the princesses. We're going to talk about what they mean and how they mean more than just being a damsel in distress, how they are more than just (coughs) how we're taking everything with cancel culture and turning it into something that it wasn't meant to mean. And this is where we need to start going back and looking at what the Disney princesses mean and what they stand for besides damsel in distress. And so today, break down all the princesses, or the most popular ones anyway. And 
and talk about that and what they mean and how, you know, they're more than just that damsel. So let's break these Disney princesses down. Let's start with the most controversial one, Snow White. Snow White is is portrayed as an innocent or pure and kind-hearted, gentle. But she's always willing to see she's always willing to see the good and all that. If you look at these and break these down, so think about the princess. Think of Snow White. She's got a wicked stepmother, the evil queen, who tried to kill her on numerous occasions. But no matter all the bad things that happened, she always stayed pure, she always stayed kind, and she persevered. She never gave up. You know, she has this unique connection with nature and animals. She believes it's all about harmony between humans and the environment. She, she respects that in between between everybody. Story of hope. You know, no matter what bad things happen, Good morning. We did a little adjustment on the show and um, with cancel morning, Mary. With How are you? Good. How about you? Good, good. Doing good. Thank you. So we adjust, adjusted the theme of the show a little bit to, um with everything going on with the snow whites and all these different cancel culture and limit wanting to eliminate princesses. Disney's really considering it. So I want to talk about what the theme of the princesses we need, why they're so important, especially for girls. It's more than just a pretty face. It's more than just the damsel in distress. And so we've been working on breaking down the princesses. And we started with Snow White because that's what it's talked about so much. 
and you know the big theme of Snow White is resilience and kindness. You know. Yep. Everything that happens, she still does not break down. She fights. She asks for help. She, you know, shows that, you know, being kind and, and helping everybody else, like she helped the dwarves and took care of them, and how being kind is so much better. Absolutely. And, you know, one show, one part of it that I didn't think about until I started doing the research on these is why struggled to fit in, struggled to belong. You know, she ran away and left everything to save herself and, you know, tried to fit in with the and with everything around her. And she finally figured out her happiness and belonging at the end. She figured out her place. And all these themes should be emphasized and talked about and showing kids, you know, these princesses aren't bad. There's nothing wrong with them being a princess. Yeah, I agree with that. There's... um... I was listening this morning to uh, a news program on, on Newsmax, and uh, the um, they were talking about the impact that uh, Disney has finally admitted uh, the impact of of all their um, woke policies that they were they were uh, promoting um, in their in their uh, programs at Disneyland and other places. Um, and uh, it had it has had a significant impact on their earnings and on their um, um, the money they can pay out to their shareholders, and so uh, they're they're realizing it uh, that they needed to re uh, rethink what they were doing um, and not um, not jump into this these changes uh, with both feet. They right. needed to, um, you know, maybe do it slowly. You know, when my kids were little, little, I loved the Disney Kids Channel, Disney Junior, because I could put it on. This is before the wokeness. I could put that on, yeah. and it would play all day. So for the kids, it was background music, background noise. But I knew it was safe programming. And now I have to watch the shows beforehand to know if it's okay for my kids to watch it. Yep, absolutely. Yep. I know one of the shows they've been kind of putting on the back burner that's a really good show, it came actually out of Australia, and it's called Bluey. And it's a a family of dogs. And they sit, and I love it because it gets the parents, it shows the parents sitting down on the ground and playing with the kids. But it also takes a kid's point of view and explains stories. And this is where I have a hard time with this 
because we're in this woke culture about, you know, gender identity and all this other crap. But when we come yeah. down to breaking down things in real life, we it's that. You know, for instance, an episode yeah. of Bluey was the kids, one of the kids' friends had, their mom had a baby. And it was an early baby. And so, you know, yeah. we all did this as kids. We play with baby dolls. We stuffed pillows in our shirts. And, you know, we had a baby. Not a big deal. Yeah. Well, it broke it down yeah. to understand, you know, having this baby early meant that mom couldn't come home from the hospital and the baby couldn't come home. And so kids could understand some of these hot button issues or things that affected them naturally in a way that kids would understand it and not traumatize them. Yeah. But that's bad. In our woke culture's version of things, you know, it's like breaking down these princesses. I mean, every princess out there has to deal with some kind of adversity. Granted, they had a man help them, so what? You can't fix problems on your own. I'm sorry, but you really can't. Yeah. That's why we have support systems. And, you know, I'm going to get a little, I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail for this message, but, you know, in all technicality, the way God made us, we need a man and we need a woman. Biologically, the way you were born, you need the right parts. Uh, Him and her and 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 it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And the thing is, is when we break this all down, you know, scientifically, we can even go this route. You know, mothers by most nature are the nurturer. We have, God gave us the patience that most men don't have. And I'm not being sexist, I'm saying the fact. Yep. So just like um, this uh, um, uh, um, natural males, uh, barn male uh, competing in uh, women's sports, uh, I think just recently um, I heard that it was uh, a lot of the, those men, um, and I call them men because they are men, uh, they uh, um, have decided not to do that because uh, they, they, they've been uh, convinced now uh, that it's the wrong thing to do because they're, um, they've, they see that the, uh, the men are stronger and they can they can uh, break records that have been standing for a long time for years, and um, mm-hmm. because and those records are not that they're breaking are not just uh, minuscule breaks of the record. They're really great, very high um, high numbers of, uh, of of records that they're breaking. So um, yeah, I, I just heard that recently, and I thought, well, that's good news. That's we're moving in the right direction now. Finally, you know. <laughs> It's the ones that couldn't cut it on the male team that are playing on the girl team, which really bugs me because so many females get hurt competing yep. in that level. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but that's the yep. same thing. You know, we live in this world where it's not okay to be a guy. Yep. And the females and, have hurt, been hurt badly because they, they, um, they were expecting 
to win the races or win the swimming uh, events or whatever it is they're they're competing in, and that, and they expect that they would get scholarships and things for that, and they're not getting them because uh, because they didn't win, you know. And so um, that's been a, a, a big impact on them. Also, other than the uh, uh, the mental impact, um, it's, it's a big um, physical impact on them also in their in their ability to uh, to accomplish what they want to accomplish in their life. You know, one of the biggest arguments of that is is that women and girls would join some men's sports, for instance, football and wrestling. Well, back then, yeah. they didn't have a women's league. They didn't have a women's team for football like they do now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of these kids broke the barriers because they were good at that thing and that thing only. But they competed at the same level as a man. They didn't compete at a lower level. And yep. that's the whole big thing. And it's like having women in combat duty on the front line. Most of us don't belong there. And I'll be the first to admit that. Yep. If we want to compete at a level, fine. But then that should be given our choice to fight to be competitive with the men at their level, not the other way around where the guys can bulldoze us just because they can't cut it. But then we raised yep. a whole generation of kids where they always get a trophy. They always get on the team. Yep. When I when I had kids, <clears throat> my kids were competing uh, in swimming and uh, and things like that in in in, in high school and and on the, in the community teams. But anyway, they um, um, they were competing um, equal. Um, both sexes were competing in in their own their own uh, meets and stuff. But when they um, if if we didn't have enough to make up a team. Then uh, we allowed uh, uh, either a male to compete on a women's team or, or a female to compete on a on a men's team, and uh, but that was the reason because we didn't have enough enough participants. We weren't doing it to 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 change any kind of an agenda or to 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 promote a certain agenda. <clears throat> and I was coaching at that time. Uh, on those on those teams, and uh, and I know that th- that was the reason we made those decisions. <clears throat> but that's a little different because they were boys. They looked like a boy. They didn't hide the yeah. fact of what they were. Where a lot of these yeah. women or things, because I, I don't, they don't fall into any category as far as I'm concerned. They hide what their identities are. Yeah. You know, it's like this whole thing and I have a really big issue with it because I live in a small town. When we go to the towns over to go to the store or something, you know, I give my kids a little bit more freedom because like when they go to Walmart, all the employees know my kids. So I know they will never be able to leave the store. Someone couldn't take them. But now I have to check the bathrooms before they go to the bathroom to make sure it's safe for them to go in there. And, you know, 10 years ago, there was the big discussion about how, you know, as a mom, taking your little boy into the girl's bathroom was a bad thing. Yeah. 
You know, this has been going on a lot lot longer. This has been developing a lot longer than uh, than people think. I mean, there there have been there have been certain groups of uh, people that uh, over the years, I would say it's close to fifty years now or more, that um, that felt that. that, that I think they, they they were maybe even started in the feminist uh, era when the, when the feminists were were getting strong. Um, I don't know, but it, but it's been around for a long time, and that's mainly what I what I'm uh, trying to trying to mention here. That, uh, and it has been. It, 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 yeah. But it, it, when you have the feminists from the feminist movement stepping down and saying you're going too far, we have an issue. When yeah. the feminist issue was created so that women could get paid the same amount of money for doing the same job as a man, you know, for being yes. able to yes. wear pants, and it'd be okay for us to wear a pair of pants, you know, being right to vote, not being a second-class citizen. Now they've taken, and that's what bugs me about, you know, we compare ourselves to like the Middle East and about how they treat individuals. Yeah. We do the same thing here. And sometimes even more extreme than they do over there, just a different yeah. variation of it. Because if we don't agree with the status quo or what we claim to be the status quo, and it's not even, it's just their voices are louder. And they've done studies on this, and they're finding out that you can actually brainwash a whole population of people, which we have done, by yeah. going after the kids first. Right. And it takes years to do it. But as you go, and, you know, I have no problem with whatever you decide to be, but you don't flaunt it. You know, go out in public, wear clothes that cover. I don't care if you're a man, woman, girl, straight. I don't care. If you're going out in public, cover your body. Be appropriate. Yeah. The one part of it that I really don't like is uh, where where men and women share the same uh, showers and and uh, young young men and, and young women and um, in the same bathrooms and all that. I I just don't I just don't agree with that at all. No, either do I. And I look at it, and my viewpoint is from the military standpoint. If I don't have to shower with a man in the in the military when we're deployed and we have no privacy. Yep. Why do I have to do it when I come home? Does it really matter that much that you have to use a girl's bathroom? Seriously? You're going in there to do one thing and one thing only. You shouldn't be dinking around in there. You should be in and out because you know how many germs and bacteria is in a bathroom? It's the most, uh, next to your kitchen sink, the most unsanitary place to be. Yep. I have to admit that I have I have shared a a, a women's bathroom uh, at time when I uh, <laughs> the men's bathroom was 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 uh, occupied and it was it was uh, locked from the inside and and I, uh, I I had to go really bad so I I went into yeah. uh, to the women's bathroom but I didn't feel right doing that uh, you know it's probably because of uh, my upbringing uh, that I didn't feel right. Uh, doing that, but I had to do it, you know, so I did it. Uh, we, a lot of us girls have done it back in our 20s when we go to bars or go to concerts or whatever, because, you know, 
guys always have five, six stalls in their bathroom for some reason, but girls only have one or two. So when you go to an event, you always see the girls lying huge. So a bunch of us, one would stand by the door, yell in there to make sure it was empty, and then the rest of us would run in there quick, go in and come back out, but block it so that, you know. So, so. But, you know, this whole world is just so... And I've gotten a lot of slack for this because, like, my daughter will say she's a princess. You know, my son is absolutely in love with Elsa from Frozen. Yep. And it's not, it's a boy, girl, I'm in love with her. She gives her kisses. You know, we had an event at our local grocery store um, a couple years ago. And we had a, a girl that lived, that worked there that actually is really cool. She looked just like Elsa. And once you put the dress on and put the wig on, she's literally identical. And she was, you know, I went and talked to her ahead of time, so we, she understood, you know, with my son's issues. But she made, she did so well with, you know, working with him to help him understand or let him, you know, understand, you know, let him be around her without all the kids around, you know. But, you know, there was nothing wrong with that. He got to meet a pretty girl. And he's love with blonde. But like my daughter dresses up as princesses. But at the same time, she can turn around, you know, one of her favorites is um, the one for Brave. I can't remember what her name is, but it's a Scottish princess. And she is like a tomboy. She's a girl. And but she likes to shoot bows and arrows and fight, and it's okay to be a tomboy. But that's not you know. And now we're in this stage that because she's a tomboy, oh she's got to be a boy. No, she's a girl. She just likes to do things that boys do. You know, one of the big core things that I love about the princesses, and I, my kids watch them all the time, is that it sh- really encourages, because each person, each princess has a different power or a different strength. And each princess from the beginning goes through their own self-discovery of figuring out who they are. And it, it emphasizes how important one is to accept yourself and who you are and embrace your gifts and your powers. And that used to be the big thing that Disney used to promote all the time was embracing your superpowers. But not anymore. Even you don't break it down to Mickey Mouse. You know, when you when you introduce uh, change into a society, uh, into the culture of a society, um, it's something that should be um, really studied very carefully. And how is that going to impact the society as a whole and all of the people in that society? Uh, but I don't think that's I don't think that's been done in the, in recent years. Um, uh, there were there were groups that were that were trying to um, introduce things. Um, 
without any any scientific or or study um, to uh, to um, say that that's the right thing to be doing or the right way to go. Uh, it was just based on on theory, and, and it was based on um, uh, maybe uh, someone's uh, ideas that they wanted to promote. And I, I think that's uh, that's a, that's that's an that's an area that really needs to be um, studied carefully if we're going to try to change a culture and we're going to try to change uh, the way our society operates. Then we need to study it really and study it very extensively in order to make sure that well, it's not going to uh, have the wrong impact on on our on our on our society, which I think happened in in this in the case recently what's happening in the United States and other countries as well. Right. But, but, but if you ahead, think Mary. about it, what's the best way to study this? What is the best way to have a study? You inbred it into a whole culture of people and you see what happens. Yep. Yep. It's just yep. they did it without our, us realizing it. Yep. And they use the front of COVID to really push it because they put you know, when you look at how to manipulate a population, the easiest, quickest way to do that is through fear. You isolate, which we did, and we create a fear. So you're taking individuals who are already struggling with life because we are so brainwashed by media <laughs> around us. And <coughs> I mean, you look at your news reports. Ninety percent of our news is fear, and it's nothing. Majority of it's not good, ever. You know, it's like the incident um, the day before Thanksgiving in Buffalo. The first phrase or the first words before they even figured out what was going on was possible terror attack. You know, now there's a new respiratory virus out there. Oh, it's the new COVID. We're all going into lockdown. But it's not. It's just the flu-like symptoms like we get every year. So we keep bringing COVID back up. We keep bringing terror back up. So we create that sense of insecurity in ourselves, in our environment, to keep us separated and keep us alone. Well, isolation is a big key. And the military figured this out in the 50s when they started doing experiments on our soldiers. Once you start doing that, you start inflicting all these different ideas. And, you you know, it's the same thing we do with our kids as parents in a way. We talk about manners. We talk about being polite. We keep talking about it and, help, and hoping some of it sticks. And that's one of the phrases, I don't know, my parents used it on me as a kid. Anything I say sticking with you? <laughs> hoping that something eventually will stick? Well, this, for some reason, stuck because their voices are louder. All over the media, it's louder. And for me, the very first big red flag was RuPaul. RuPaul made a a start in the 90s with people like Patrick Swayze and um, Wesley Snipes, who was drag. He was straight. He was drag. And he created a whole series of movies with big actors who got to know him and you didn't know what he looked like without his costume. He did it more because that's what he liked to do. Just have fun and be someone different 
but that was his persona when he was in his youth costume. What he was like outside his costume was different. And when this whole thing came about, what was the first thing that man did? He told you, I'm not joining your groups. I'm not going to be your poster child because I don't believe in what you're doing. And he turned around and stopped wearing his stuff. He wanted no part of it. So if you got a man that has spent 20 years speaking out about his beliefs and what he wanted to do, and I have nothing against drag. A lot of these those drag guys are bought. I've been to quite a few of their bars down in Vegas and things like that when we were in the military just to see what it was. And those people are not the same people as you see story time with drag and all these new things. All these people that were the original people are standing out and saying, no, this isn't right. We got an issue. You know, there's things that what we do now, if we would have done that 10 years ago, would have been considered child abuse. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our child feels like an animal today, so we're going to put a litter box for them to go to the bathroom in. Parents lost their kids because kids did things like that. I remember yeah. a couple years ago before all this hit, um, actress-singer Hilary Duff, I've known her personally years ago, and we've been friends since we were young. When we first started social media back in the day, you know, my kids did the same thing. You know, when kids are little, you got pets, especially when you got food dishes on the floor. Kids are going to play in it. They're going to try what's in it. And so she got a lot of slack because her daughter would sit next to the food, the animal dishes, and she'd eat with the animal when she was like two years old. So instead of fighting her to get her on the table and get her to eat, they just put a plate down on a step stool next to the dishes and let her eat there. But that was bad. But now it's okay to do that because my child feels like a dog. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I think, I think some ways change is good in a, in a, in a society, but in some ways, um, a lot of change is, is not good and, and it's being promoted. I know the changes that are, that are being promoted today by, by certain groups, um, and, uh, they're, they really have a, they really have a, 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 an agenda that they want to they want to promote that uh, uh, may not necessarily be a mainstream um, uh, uh, agenda that that the mainstream people want, you know, but they're promoting it anyway. And and uh, it, it's like um, if you watch a movie today, um, generally most of the new movies that are coming out today have a flavor of uh, homosexuality and have a, fa- a flavor of, of, of uh, mixed marriages and, and things like that, that were not, that were not promoted before in our, in our society. And um, those are changes that um, I believe that they're not changes that the, the majority of people want, 
but they're being promoted anyway, you know? Oh, I completely agree. It's why I personally stopped watching the Hallmark Channel. That used to be my yep. thing. It was Countdown to Christmas, 24-7 Hot Christmas yep. Movies. And because they started doing that, you know, they used to promote a family value, and then they switched it over to this. I stopped yep. watching. A lot of the actors left. You know, it's funny yep. is that um, me and a bunch of people, the most popular shows on, like, Netflix, are the actual Asian movies and Asian yep. TV shows because when I, those, they're not allowed, they don't push that agenda. Yep. You know, you can watch a show and it be drama and, you know, whatever, but you don't have to screen it for sex. You don't have to screen it for all this other stuff. And it just gets old having to figure out what to watch. And like the good programs that used to be on, they cancel. Yep, absolutely. That's why we kind of got rid of all the, got rid of regular TV and now only watch certain apps. Yep. It's like you. It's like you said with the princesses in Disney. It's um, they're certainly uh, they have changed the theme and the uh, what what they're trying to promote to people. Uh, it's not what the general public wants, and um, it's it's um, <laughs> it's different than what what we uh, what we're used to. Of course, I, I'm I'm from the old school, so. Um, to me, it would be a drastic change uh, for the for the worse. But um, I, I think that the general public do not do not want, and it's been proven with the Disney situation. Uh, their their uh, attendance at, at at their at their uh, Disneyland and other places, and their movies has been uh, has been way way down because uh, because of what they're trying to promote, and the, the general public doesn't want it. And I completely agree. You know, and the one thing is, is, like, I always talk about to parents is, okay, so you decided your kid is not going to have an identity. They're not going to be a boy. They're not going to be a girl. Yep. Now, how is that kid going to figure out who they are as an individual if they haven't even learned the basics? Yep. How do they know if they're a girl or a boy if they've never learned what it meant to be a boy or to be a girl? Yeah, you know, it's 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 You're not, at, at the age at the age that they're focusing that on is is um, those kids are not uh, they don't have the the, the basically um, mental capability to um, to figure that out. You know, and and, and uh, so, so, but that's why they're doing it because they know they can yeah. they can um, influence them uh, at that age rather than at an older age. And um, so I, especially I just when think you get the parents all... doing the same thing. Yeah, yep. My other it's thing, like the... thing is, is you give a kid ahead, five Oreo cookies, or you give them a five dollar bill. Most kids yep. are going to pick those Oreo cookies because they don't understand the value of that five dollars. Now, 
You're going to let your kid figure out and decide what they're going to be and permanently change their lives when they have no concept of anything? Yep. And then I guess it wouldn't bother me as much if it wasn't all over everything and then traditional families are getting ran through the coals. And getting criticized every which way to Sunday. Yep. But I've dealt with that with I take the kids to Walmart or the dollar store and they get their treat. If they get their schoolwork done, they get their chores done, they get a treat. So Ariana yep. goes and picks out a Barbie doll. David picks out some animal or some slime or something that's going to come destruction in my house. But I just stand there and go. They understand the dollar amounts and understand if it's too expensive, they can't have it. But yet I've gotten yelled at because, well, what happens if she picks out a truck? I go, she picks out a truck. I don't care. This is what she she wants. Just she's a girl like Barbie. Not my problem. She's the one that's gonna play with it, not me. You know, it's but society as a whole has to sit there and put their two cents in and what you're doing because you don't follow the new craze. You know, I think the majority of people in this country, and I'm, and I'm talking basically about in America, United States, um, I believe um, don't want a lot of these changes that are being promoted. And I think that um, it, it, it's up to each of us as individuals to let, let it be known that either through our politicians or through our representatives or whoever, uh, let it be known that we uh, uh, we don't agree with it. We don't agree with that that philosophy. We don't agree with uh, uh, the way things are going. And um, because if we don't speak up and if we don't uh, let it be known what it how how we feel and how the general general public feels, then um, it's not it's it's not going to come back to the way it was. It's not gonna it's not gonna be. Uh, be changed, um, and and I think that um, President Obama, when he, when he was running for, for for president the first time, his his um, his theme was, I think it was called um, change we can live with, or change you can live with. Um, but um, see, and we didn't even know what that change was, um, and a lot of people that voted for him didn't know what it was that he was promoting. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, uh, and I, I think that's, that's one of the fallacies that are, that are happening today in this country is that the politicians are promoting things that, um, the general public doesn't have a good understanding of what it is. And, and it's gone, it's gone too far and it's going to take time and it's going to take effort and it's going to take speaking up by, by individuals and organizations that they don't they don't agree with this and they want to change it back, and it's gonna it's gonna take time and and we have to be patient, and we have to be persistent, 
in order to make it in order to make it happen. No, I completely agree. One thing that I'm really for is I know the Republicans talked about putting a new bill in that says that you can't the bill will yeah. be for one thing and one thing only. There's no more sliding all this other stuff in bills so that you can sneak new things in without people realizing it. You know, you may vote for this thing, but 20, 200 pages into it that whatever reads has this, this, and this in there. That's one of our policies pushed through is that we vote on the big part of it, but we don't read the fine print behind it. It's like reading the contract. No, there's no more this um, transparency. Um, well, we are uh, we were talking we're talking about solving uh, <laughs> solving society's problems, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh my! And uh, it, it, it's it's not something that can be uh, that can be solved quickly. Um, and I, and I, I think some of the, some of the people that were making the, um, um, uh, trying to change society and the cultures in our society, um, uh, we're, we're approaching it that in one generation, we can change it. We can change the whole, the whole philosophy. Well, that's, that's really, uh, that's, that's really too quick. Um, you have, and I, but they've made a lot of progress in one generation, and uh, in fact, the the, the 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 past generation they've made a lot of progress, and then maybe the generation before that. But um, we can turn it around. It's like it's like the um, emphasis against religion, uh, against God, and taking God out of our lives. Um, that I think is turning around and I think it's going to turn around even more quickly, um, uh, back to the way it was bringing, bringing God back into our schools and, and, uh, having religion in, in people's lives and, and on, and on TV and so forth. I know there are some, um, entertainers today that are, that are, uh, promoting, um, uh, uh, responsible uh, music and and programs uh, that are uh, that are uh, based on God and based on the, the spiritual things rather than uh, based on uh, other other aspects of people's lives. And that's actually becoming more popular. <laughs> yeah. And what I like is the Supreme Court just ruled beginning of the summer or something like that, that faith-based programs can now get funding. You know, schools that are faith-based are now eligible for scholarships and tuitions and grants and stuff from the government where before they weren't allowed to get that. So all faith-based organizations and schools were private schools because they couldn't get that help for funding. And there's been a bunch more new organizations that are popping up that are faith-based for kids to go to. But that's because we've got big-name people like um, Kevin Sorbo and like Jim Caviezel walking out of Hollywood and pushing 
faith-based organizations and faith-based production companies. Yeah. Uh, the, the main areas that I see where we need to make changes in is, is in, uh, in the news media and in the, um, uh, the TV programs that are put on TV and the movies that are being made and, uh, and the programs that uh, uh, liberal politicians are pushing. Um, those are the areas where we just need to make, uh, make some, some significant changes and, and move back to what our country was founded on and the principles that are in our Constitution and, and, uh, and so forth. I think that's the areas where, where we, need to, we need to make the most emphasis. And we need to speak up, and we need to speak up loud. And we, were, and we need to defend the way that we think things should be, uh, should be changed back. And, um, but it's not going to get done unless we do that, unless we get serious about it and, and, and promote it every day, promote it to everybody we talk to, and promote it to uh, all. I write letters to the politicians, and I, and I write letters to, uh, to organizations that I think need to need to um, tone it down and, and come back to, to the way uh, uh, the American people want to live and American people want to, want to uh, have their culture. And, uh, and it's like, it's like God in the schools. I think that uh, God has been taken out of the schools over the years and it, and it needs to change back. And, and so, um, and I, and I think that some of the parents, uh, that are speaking up at school board meetings and things like that. And that, that needs to, to, to continue and, and to be more aggressive with that and uh, to just uh, stand up for what you think is right. And don't let the other, other voice talk you down uh, because uh, um, the, uh, the whole thing of, of um, uh, promoting, promoting things that the way we want them to be, uh, that's that's what's important, I think. It is, and you know, TV and media and all that. The biggest way to counter that is not watch it. If they don't get the views, yeah. they don't program it. But you know, the thing is, is like when it comes to the news and things like that, we there should be new. You know, I remember back learning about what. Watergate scandal and about you know how at first and the Nixon tapes and all this and how they didn't want to run it at first because they couldn't prove it and they were so worried about liabilities and you know slander and being sued and being held accountable yep. for false narratives. We have gone so far the opposite way of that where we print garbage first and then we run small retractions at the end and we don't even care who's affected by it right you know our news needs to be held accountable for what they're saying and show who their sponsors are and where the money's coming from and understanding the conflict of interest yep yep so people understand this is not a non-biased thing this is about you know we're this show is being ran because these are our sponsors and they're paying for us for what it is. Um, there's been a lot of, 
a lot of businesses, uh, large corporations that have tried to make changes uh, to support uh, a certain ideology. Um, and I think they found out that that's not uh, that's not what the people want. And we're, how it's how they found out is because they've lost money because of that. Like Bud Light, you know, Bud Light was the number one beer in the United States. And guess what? It's number 13 now. It's gone down so far. And um, I don't know if it's 13 or 16, but anyway, it's dropped tremendously. And uh, Disney has lost money because of their they're trying to change ideologies in, in people's in young people's lives. And so um, I think that's um, we 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 can we can hit them the hardest uh, by uh, in their paychecks and in in their in their uh, uh, earnings on their, in the, from their businesses. That's how we can hit them hardest. And and then also on the news media, um, the, the 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 mainstream news media, uh, their their um, number of subscribers has gone way down. And um, that's that's how they're getting hit because they're because of their promotion of certain certain policies and ideologies. And and um, you take a look at Newsmax versus versus uh, Fox News, which were Fox News at one time was considered a very conservative um, uh, news company, uh, but they're not anymore. And their their uh, percentage of, of people that are subscribing to that are has gone way down. And Newsmax, which is a very conservative um, uh, news company, is um, its subscribers have gone way up. Uh, so they're taking a bigger, bigger proportion of, of the uh, viewers. And so um, that's how we that's one one way where we can we can uh, make an impact on, on uh, what's being broadcast on the TV stations um, is by not not watching those that are that are promoting the things that we don't think are right and um, i've i've i used to watch a lot of those mainstream like cnn and and uh, and uh, nbc and cbs i don't watch them anymore because i i am not a, i don't agree with what they're what they're what they're talking about and i don't agree with what they're uh, um uh, what they're promoting and so I, I um, in fact, almost um, 100% now I, I watch Newsmax because you're, you get the truth in the news and Newsmax and you get uh, um, the news is not biased, biased by some of these liberal, liberal policies. But it's also, you know, with Newsmax, it's not all negative either. Yep. Because I follow Newsmax too. You know, it's not all the world's coming to an end. This person was killed, you know, gunfire here, this person, you know. It's news, yep. but it's both positive and negative. Yep. yep. So we are almost out of time for today. Thanks, Bob, for coming on. That was a great discussion. Well, thank you for having the show today. We appreciate it. Um, and I... Um, I agree with you <laughs> about a hundred percent of what you're, you're, what you're promoting here. And I, I thank you, Mary, for all that you do to help us on the, on the hope collection and optimize my life. And God bless you, my friend, and God bless your family and God bless America. You too. 
Join us tomorrow with Travel Tuesday with Rick Reese and Ron Clayton. And I hope everybody found this insightful and gets you thinking about life and about how, you know, speaking up for what you believe in is so important and not just following the status norm. So have a good day, have a good night, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye for now. Okay. Okay, my friend. God bless you. Bye-bye. You you too. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care, and remember to make each day count.